Dr. CB. Hey, R2-D2 here, <laughs> sitting <Yeah>. with <laughs> C3PO. You like that? I do, man. That yeah. cracked me up on the last uh, show notes that you put that there. Yeah. Little uh, fun fact, uh, when I put the description below the podcast, I kind of just do that independently. So C- Cody never knows which duo, which dynamic duo I'm going to model ourselves after. Yeah, and I've seen that sometimes those have even related <laughs> to some of our content. So like when we met with T. Mark Montoya, he had Flavor Flav and Chuck T. Yeah, which of the two of us is Flavor Flav? We might have to put that out on the IG. <laughs> to me, it seems pretty obvious. <laughs> It seems pretty obvious. It seems to me fairly too. obvious. Yeah, I mean, maybe with all those duos that you picked, I don't know Andre three thousand and Big Boy, R two D two and C three PO. Which one's Andre three thousand? I mean, <laughs> we'll throw that out on the gram too. R two D two. That one also to me seems pretty. Who moves like a robot through the world, and who doesn't? Well, they're both robots. One of them moves like a robot. <laughs> one of them has wills, so he's a little more fluid. Yeah. Uh, and who's more fluid and who's not? In our, <laughs> the other one's just a little more rigid. Just a little more rigid. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, man. Oh, man, it's good to be back in the dunny. Back in the dunny. It's a cold dunny today, but happy to be here. It's a cold dunny to be here. I'm thankful to be here. Yeah, thankful to be here. Yeah. yeah. So, you know... Uh, uh, Pro forma, right? Nice shouts? Yeah, let's do some nice shouts. Yeah, we got some hashtag nice shouts, uh, which is maybe our effort to say thank yous to people. Uh, huh? Mucho thank yous. Mucho thank yous. First off, man, I got uh, Towers. Ah. Local Flagstaff Music. They just dropped a Christmas album. So good. Which isn't really, doesn't really sound traditionally Christmassy. Yeah. There are a couple jams, but man, it is good. It is called The Holly and the Ivy. Yeah. Kyle Miller sounding amazing. Greta Miller sounding like an angel at all. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. That first track, I don't know. I put it on and it reminded me of like Al Green meets like Bixby Canyon Bridge from Death Cab. It was an incredible yeah, sort of thing for yeah. me. That's a good, man, that's a good summary. I had yeah. the same experience. I'm actually one of those people. I know this is going to surprise you yep. with my rigidity, but uh, I'm one of those people that doesn't play Christmas music before Thanksgiving. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I listened to it. I, yeah. I, I listened to it, and I've actually been just—it's been on repeat. Yeah, it's been going over it, and over. It is good, man. Good Maybe we stuff. could get them on the pod, huh? Super good stuff. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, and well, I do want to highlight something. I'm also happy to hear that you listen to Christmas music. When I was was kind of thinking, like, you probably don't <laughs> at all. There is no Christmas music. It depends on the year. <laughs> Earth crisis year round. <laughs> yeah, Earth crisis. <laughs> Did they put out a Christmas album? Uh, I thought they were all Christmas albums. Yeah. It's music for every day of the year. So check out Towers and also check out Earth Crisis Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Christmas something or other. They might have something. something go, or other. go look for it. Yeah. yeah. Secondly, let me jump in with an, a second nice shout. That's mm. with... Uh, there was a, a conversation that was held, and it was, it's, it was called All We Can Save, colon, A Feminist Climate Renaissance Conversation. Mm. And it was with um, one of the editors and two of the authors of essays from the book All We Can Save. Highly recommend that book, first of all, but also such an informative experience to see the three of them interact together. They talked about ideas about how important it is for us to collaborate on the environment and how important it is for us to focus on stories of success and potential for hope in that. Mm. All We Can Save emphasizes that. Such a powerful book. 
Yeah, you know, you finished it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm in it right yeah, now and so it has good. just changed my life. Yeah, it is so good. It is incredible. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't recommend it yeah. enough, huh? Yeah, so this conversation where you actually get to see them talk about and flesh out some of these ideas is um linked on YouTube. So we'll include that in our show notes. Check it out. Highly recommend that. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah, just the the including hope in that conversation, you know, when I think uh, climate change I often go doom and gloom. Yeah. So and, it's important. And they really turn the page on that. So great. consistently this group of people promotes just that we can all do it and we can collab we do it by collaborating together. And instead of focusing on the ways that we're divided or against one another, actually just talk about the ways that we can connect and, and keep keep the ball rolling. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great. Good stuff. When I look into the future, Dan, what do you think? Uh, maybe we'll have some psychology and climate change, quick and dirty ah, stuff. So good. I think you've mentioned that before. It'll be good. I want to keep touching on it just to keep people really anticipating. It. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Maybe 2025. I'm knows? sure they're wondering when our mindfulness summer series <laughs> will end. <laughs> now that it's November going into December. Yeah. Summer's a state of mind. It's still summer upstairs <laughs> yeah. for me. There we go. There we go. There's some of that uh, yeah. Andre 3000 thinking. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, last night shout we got a shout out taylor oster again uh so she sent us a good message just recommending some peeps for the pod um really excited to get recommendations from people we love that so our hope is to bring more people on um that you'd want to hear and also looking ahead uh just to scratch the surface a little bit i'm really excited about what we have on the docket in the future i am too the names she recommended um sound really good Mm -hmm. um a couple of powerful female voices in the area Mm -hmm. we have uh, some other people on the docket I don't want to jinx it by saying it, but I'm stoked. Um, people yeah. that have a, a, a great influence um, have seemingly pro, um, a profound connection to values with the earth and the environment and with this area in particular. Yeah, absolutely. Really excited. So looking ahead, I'm pumped for 2021. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. thanks Taylor, for, for sending the names along. And if anyone else has a rec- recommendation, send those along. Yeah, please do. Feel free. Yeah. Um, well, should we switch some gears? Let's switch some gears. What do we got on the docket? I think we'll hit that mindfulness attitude of thankies. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll go gratitude today. Gratitude seems, seems relevant for the season. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't want to make it look like we did this intentionally to drop gratitude (laughs) before Thanksgiving, but it just kind of worked out that way, right? (laughs) Kind of did. Kind of did. Yeah. It just worked out that way. So, um, yeah, we got a bunch of definitions on gratitude and so... Shall we go through those? Let's let's jump in. Let me know what gratitude is. Okay. Well, there's a variety of definitions. That's what we got. First, from the science of well-being, gratitude is a positive emotional state in which one recognizes and appreciates what one has received in life. Yeah. Okay. Science of well-being, that's that class that you and I took partially. Oh, yeah. I think I made it a few weeks. You made it. (laughs) I think a few weeks as well. I made it four weeks then. That was with uh, Dr. Lori Santos. This yes. is kind of her thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a great definition. Next one we have from Oxford. So the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that word appreciation for me really stands out in mm-hmm. the practice of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I want to hop to psychology today. This is a long one, so you're going to bear with me? <laughs> I'm, I'm there. I'm sticking around. Okay, cool. So gratitude is the expression of appreciation for what one has. It is a recognition of value independent of monetary worth. Spontaneously generated from within, it is an affirmation of goodness and warmth. The social emotion strengthens relationships 
and its roots run deep in evolutionary history. So it's emanating from the survival value of helping others and being helped in return. Yeah. Sometimes you talk about the function of emotion, which is what they just named, right? Like yeah. gratitude is one of those things that serves a social function. Yeah. So there's a cooperation aspect to that, mm -hmm. keeping harmony potentially. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and studies show that the specific areas of the brain are involved in experiencing and expressing gratitude. Brain scans of people assigned a task that stimulates expression of gratitude show lasting changes in the prefrontal cortex that heightens sensitivity to future experiences of gratitude. Mm -hmm. So prefrontal cortex, pre, before, the front, cortex, outside macaroni. <laughs> that's, how we, that's how I conceptualize it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. right on the outside of that macaroni system. Right, the, right, it is, right there it is, that bowl of jello upstairs. What's, what's that other term you use, the, the mind grapes? Mind grapes, on yeah. On the outside of the mind grapes. On the outside of the mind grapes, you got it. There we go. Yeah, and I'm just going to throw in... Uh, well, we didn't go Urban Dictionary here. Do you have one? Ah, uh, yeah. So their third definition of gratitude is when you grate with attitude. So it says, I'm going to gratitude some cheese. There you go. Boom. So that's a wombo. You got that word combo. Great. Attitude. Gratitude. Cheese. Shredded cheese on your plate. Boom. I don't know that I follow. Do you say that's a wombo? Yeah, that's a word combo. That's a wombo. Oh, man. Should I just summarize all these? Yeah, put it all together. What all does right. gratitude mean, mean generally? No doubt. So I just threw a whole lot of language at you. Generally speaking, gratitude is a feeling and emotion that involves thankfulness and pleasure focused on a person or an object. Hmm. Good stuff. Pleasant feeling. Makes you feel warm inside. Pleasant feeling. Yeah, yeah feeling grateful. So yeah. makes me kind of think. Anecdote story where should we go ah i got a good one here okay it's, it's one of my favorite authors so stick with me he actually wrote an entire book on gratitude but he's a satirical author so uh -huh. it's very humorous very engaging his name is aj jacobs yeah and he writes a lot of funny books um he goes and lives experiences and then writes about them so let me i, I might have told you about him before i can't remember but uh like one of them he, i think it's titled the know-it-all Okay. And what he did is he wanted to be smarter than every other person that he was interacting with. Okay. So he wanted he wanted to be intelligent, but he also wanted there was a, this component where he re really wanted to demonstrate his intelligence as well. Okay. Familiar with this? So yeah. what he did is he decided to read the encyclopedias from <laughs> from A to Z. So the Encyclopedia Britannica. Mm -hmm. He got him, he got him a set of those, and he began reading A to Z with the idea he was going to be the smartest person in every room he went in. The, right? the, the pre notion here is incredible. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. consume all this information yeah. and just have rote facts. So good. So good. So then he realized into the process that it didn't really work because, and, and like you probably are familiar with this with the primacy effect, right? So yeah. when he would read one letter, when those neural networks weren't being used consistently, you know, yeah. he wouldn't really be able to retain that information real quickly. Right. Yeah. It wasn't... Um... Wasn't there something about like a volcano or something? Oh yeah. Like, so so he he gave he gave this example yeah. where he's he's added. So he's in V, right? He, yeah, he's in he's in the letter V of yeah. the encyclopedia, and he's at a dinner party with his wife. And at this point, his wife has gotten so tired of him talking about whatever the current letter is that he's on so she knows this process where he just is always trying to introduce topics of what he's most recently read about and he gets yeah. kind of angsty whenever the conversation doesn't steer steer organically that direction 
So he's in V at this point, and you can imagine not many topics come up that are really centered on yeah. the, with the start with the letter V. Right. Yeah. So he's at this like uh, he makes it kind of sound like a prestigious dinner party with his wife. And, you know, he's waiting for it to land on something with a V. Nothing's happening. So, he's, so he introduces the topic of Volcano. And his wife just <laughs> looks at him with sheer disgust. Yeah, she's just done with it all. Yeah. And, and everyone kind of turns and is like, what? Like it, was, it wasn't a good segue or anything. Yeah. Just kind of botched the whole conversation. One of those retro- record scratch moments. Yeah, so just abruptly introduces <laughs> Volcano into conversation yeah, at a yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, <laughs> I love this. So like, yeah, record scratch. Everyone's like, yeah, who cares about volcanoes yeah. right now? Yeah. You're weird. Something's wrong. <laughs> Some, something like that. Yeah. Something's wrong with you. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so his effort to be the smartest person in the room actually turned into many different experiences of being the most awkward person in the room, essentially. <laughs> it's funny how those two things correlate. Yeah. yeah. And he, he writes it so well. Like, he, he, he's very funny. So he has several books like this where he te- takes on different things. And he decided, he actually describes, he was having a cup of, cup of coffee one morning, and he'd been in the process of trying to grow his gratitude because he had read about the benefits of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And he was drinking the cup of coffee and he developed this pattern where he would say things like, thank you to the person that grew these coffee beans. Um, and thank you to the, the people that um, brewed this coffee or whatever. And so he would say those things out loud, kind of demonstrating from his kids. And he says, 10 year old son looked at him and was like, yeah, but no one no one that you're saying thank you to is here or knows that you appreciate that so like what are you doing yeah so you know you can count on kids to kind of call you out so he said he decided he was going to start trying to thank people in person so he he began with that exact cup of coffee now just to give you a little bit of take on the way he describes himself is he, he summarizes himself as a little bit cantankerous like uh okay compares himself to larry david ah yeah enneagram six larry david is an enneagram six do we know anyone else that's an enneagram six i think i introduced myself as an enneagram six (laughs) i think you did yeah i start to think i'm more like a five though no i think you're a six okay you got that that self-doubt yeah you got that self-doubt here we go there you go you're just procedurally demonstrating it right now yeah trying to dip my toes into something else that self-doubt crept and in right back to based six on the feedback from the, the room. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's a six, kind of like you, but maybe a little bit more cynical and cantankerous. Mm. Um, so he says, basically, I'm essentially like a Larry David rather than a Mr. Rogers. <laughs> okay. So he said, I wanted to tackle this project of thanking people because I'd read about gratitude and the influence that it had in scientific studies. And I wanted to become maybe more like Mr. Rogers and less like Larry David. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> one, one of the quotes he gave is, uh, he says, uh, I don't mean to brag, but I'm really good at finding things to be annoyed with. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty humble brag. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of, kind of uh, an example of his writing. Yeah. So he follows this cup of coffee and he, he starts out by going to the barista. And he goes to to buy a cup of coffee and he speaks mm. to the barista and he says, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. And she says, well, yeah, but if you thank me, you got to thank the owner of the shop that you're in. So he thanks the owner of the shop. And then he finds out that the person that purchased the 
that purchases the beans for the shop is someone else entirely. So he goes to thank that person. And he finds out that person has a lot of education and training in beans and um, that he had to thank the people that had trained that person. And then he had to thank, and it kind of spirals off in different directions because then he has to follow the bean as well. He has to thank the warehouse for storing the bean. He has to thank all the travel that went on, the planes and, and trucks that went on. So he actually ends up traveling down to Columbia where these beans are grown. And he meets the, the growers of the beans. And they emphasize to him, they say, yeah, well, we appreciate your gratitude for us, but we wouldn't be able to do this if we didn't have the mechanics that work on the mm-hmm. machinery for the farm. And we didn't have the roads and the infrastructure built um, to, to transport our product. So he ends up realizing that this is just an incredibly intertwined system and that rather than he, he kind of describes rather than thinking a village, he needed to end up thanking the world. It's really a world global community wow. that he's yeah. a part of. So he comes away from this experience. He has uh, like another funny anecdote is uh, he uh, he says that he was driving on a truck to the to the farm where the coffee beans were grown. And he said it was this really sketchy road on a mountainside in Colombia. And so he's like, it's a really tight road and he's going around the corners and he's a passenger. He's riding with uh, one of the truck drivers and the truck driver's like, just, <laughs> just like blasting through these corners. Yeah. He says he's like getting scared. And then he notices like the truck driver, every time that he goes around a corner, crosses himself, like does the religious <laughs> <laughs> cross. Yeah. And in, in his mind he's like, uh, maybe like keep both hands on the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the Maybe, safer approach. Yeah, that, that may help yeah. in this scenario. Oh, wow. Um, so he has all these harrowing experiences that he goes through and realizes how interconnected everything is. And he comes away with five concepts that he tries to introduce. Okay. So I'm going to kind of go over those. Yeah. Yeah. You good with that? Oh, yeah. So, so the first one he says is to look up. And he talks about when he went and met with the barista that she talked about some people treat her like a vending machine. Like huh. they don't even look at her. They'll be on their phone. Yeah. Or they'll be doing something and she can end up feeling like she's not human in the transaction yeah. because she's just providing a service for the person and the mm. person doesn't engage her yeah. on that level. So he says, look up, look around you, find ways that people are doing things for you or people that are in your immediate space. Yeah. Look up and observe what they're doing for you. Ah, that's a great, that's a great piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah. Second one, smell the roses. And then he says, smell the roses and the dirt and the fertilizer he said he talks about how the influence of everything that goes into the way that different coffee beans taste like the dirt the air the fertilizer the climate in that region all of those things are things that occur in this dynamic system Mm. and process and so he says um smell the roses and look at everything else that goes into that specific thing that's being produced or that person that's involved in your life. Look for all the intertwined ways that they're there. And the next one he says is find the hidden masterpieces all around you. So like um, he talks about how coffee cups, that their lids actually went through a revolution, that they were pretty basic. And then the design of them currently influences the way they taste and he talked to people about this and he said like they had to be engineered and it would actually influence his people's experience with the coffee yeah 
So he said the profundity that went into that evolution is something that will never be noticed or rarely, if mm-hmm. so. And he says, look for those masterpieces. Look for the small things that have happened in pretty profound ways to accommodate the experience you're currently having. And then he says, fake it until you feel it. So if you begin to feel an emotion of, or or if he says, if you have the slightest feeling of gratitude, or if if you think of something that you feel you should be gracious for, try and enact on that try and express the gratitude try and show that gratitude in some way okay and when you do that that will begin to grow i get the sense from him that this was kind of a forced thing almost yeah. initially like this yeah. probably isn't his natural go-to if he's kind yeah. of larry david-ish yeah 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 that's how he sets it up is like yeah. it's not in his nature and he talks about his evolution through this process so it's an example he comes away with those strategies and he says um, it really changed him. Um, he says he ended up becoming a different person. In fact, the way he summarizes it is he says he still feels like he's a selfish bastard much of the time, <laughs> but that he definitely recognizes he's fully different hmm. in his own ability to naturally and organically recognize things that he's grateful for yeah. and to communicate that. Yeah, I, mean, I was just thinking, did, did the dial turn toward Mr. Rogers there? Yeah, well, so he acknowledges that it turns towards it. He's also just trying to be authentic and owning that he's still got that Larry David edge to yeah, him. just kind of irritable, yeah. a little agitated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So really profound book and really profound experience that, that exemplifies what we know mm-hmm. from research relative to this. Yeah, very cool. You know, when you mentioned this and what got brought up for me when you were talking about so those six degrees of gratitude, right? He yeah. keeps going back and back and back. For me, to highlight what you were talking about, the roses and the dirt and the fertilizer is recognizing or acknowledging how complex all of these things are. And that Mm -hmm. even just a cup of coffee isn't just a cup of coffee in a sense. Mm -hmm. And that has come like there are so many things behind it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then with that, things are complex, they're intertwined, Mm -hmm. and that we can be open and, and grateful toward that. Yeah, yeah. And it all started with his idea that science supports this like his yeah. <laughs> his notion to try and be a little less larry david yeah came from actually reading about what we know scientifically yeah. from this yeah and i think like yeah you're you've talked about this before with me right just yeah. the, what are some of the correlates oh man they're almost endless right yeah. like and to highlight first gratitude is one of probably the most researched yeah. cognitive practices uh-huh. in uh-huh. our field right like mm-hmm. it gets a lot of attention in the research and in the literature mm-hmm. and so it's been demonstrated to correlate with all kinds of things right mm-hmm. reduced pain reduced stress lower blood pressure improved sleep improved immunofunctioning improved in interpersonal relationships academic and professional performance improves increased resilience improved diet nutritional choices and then one that i think is so important this kind of goes back to a question we got when we did that ig ask us anything is that gratitude is shown to increase life satisfaction mm-hmm. i remember there being a question like are we too obsessed with that mm-hmm. so the idea to me is that like here we are we have this time on this rock and then what are we going to do with it what's going to make it meaningful or satisfying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the practice of gratitude is something that has really shown to increase our connection to life itself. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. 
you, you didn't really emphasize though that it that it shows enhanced neuromodulation in the medial prefrontal cortex. Oh yeah, for subjects in a gratitude condition, <laughs> most likely, <laughs> most definitely. And so yeah, it shows there's greater neural sensitivity to future moments of gratitude. Which, if we translate that into English, what does that mean? So, so like, uh, <laughs> yeah, they have actually looked at, looked at this at, at the neurological level, right? And they actually recognize that your ability to identify something you're grateful for becomes easier if you do it. So it's like a drop in the bucket. Every time that you do it, it actually increases the likelihood you'll be, be better able to do, to do that next time. Which goes right back to AJ Jacobs, right? Where he says, fake it till you feel it. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's the exactly. idea that for AJ Jacobs' brain, there was probably some uh, changes happening at a neurobio level yeah, that made yeah, him yeah. more open to becoming uh, thankful yeah, yeah. to things that he was experiencing. Which, which I think is just one small example of the biological mechanisms that go on with all that, all those correlates you listed, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, those things aren't just magical. There's actual change that happens, even change on a physiological level. Yeah. 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 It's a pretty incredible. And again, the breadth of it and the depth of it and the academic research and the field of psychology is almost robust. Like mm -hmm. it, gratitude is something that is so important to practice mm -hmm. consistently. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things about gratitude, um, I can go a little soapbox with some of this stuff, but mm -hmm. it is the antithesis of the hedonic treadmill. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so the type of therapy that I practice, we talk a lot about the happiness trap mm -hmm. is we get stuck trying to build satisfaction in life through attaining things. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and society tells us a lot of times, here's what makes you happy. Yeah. It's not true. Like the acquisition of, of things. Well, the research has not shown us that <laughs> it gives you an initial bump, right? You get a few days satisfaction. Then this whole process takes place, which is referred to as hedonic adaptation. Yeah. 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 So we get used to all of our crap. Well, this is going to be tough to reconcile because I had some big ideas for what I wanted for Christmas. Can we go through that list a little bit? <laughs> no, no. What do you got on that list? No, no dude. Yeah. Um, book. Another book. <laughs> book three. Another a book. few books, yeah. but also maybe a bike. Hey. Like, it'd be like bike, book, bike, book. <laughs> like to stay in the letter B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Don't mm. want to drift too far. Yeah, no doubt. So that, that hedonic treadmill, right? We get stuck into a trap or into a process of trying to find satisfaction through acquiring things or achieving things, mm -hmm. which in a sense we end up just getting used to. So we lose our satisfaction with those things or with life. Mm -hmm. And then um, the practice of gratitude essentially counteracts against that. So it's bringing our awareness or attention to the things that we do have, not taking for granted any of those things mm -hmm. and being open to that, mm -hmm. grateful or appreciative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It makes me just think then how does this correlate with mindfulness? Like how is this? This is such a well-studied topic and such a well-defined word. Like we had multiple definitions. There are multiple scientific correlates that come from or are associated with gratitude. How does that then play into mindfulness? Oh, no doubt. So what comes to my mind is with the mindfulness attitude, gratitude is let's go back to this idea of what we think affects how we feel, right? There's mm -hmm. this connection, emotional, physical, cognitive connection. And if we increase our positive thoughts intentionally, like if we intentionally set out to be appreciative and open with gratitude towards what we have, we can increase our subjective sense of well-being, as well as objective measures of physical health, right? Like we were saying a second ago, like our own immunofunctioning improves by mm -hmm. practicing mm -hmm. gratitude yeah, yeah, yeah. toward what we have. So I think there's... A couple of things from a mindfulness practice. One is intentionally bringing awareness to what it is that we have. Mm -hmm. And two, 
not taking that for granted, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. just life itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, what we were talking about with AJ Jacobs. He essentially became more mindful because he became more aware of all the different um, things that were involved in specific experiences of his life and also recognized his own gratitude for those things. Yeah, absolutely. And so from a mindfulness attitude perspective, intentionally practicing openness to appreciation and gratitude gets us more in tune with our present moment experience. Yeah. So you can pr- improve your well-being, improve your physical health. Yeah. You become more prone to um, being grateful when you are grateful. Okay. So yeah. then, how, how, get some better sleep. Yeah. While you're at it. How do you how do you put all this into motion? What's the practical application? How do we then increase gratitude? Yeah, we got a lot of these here. What if we play some tennis here? Yeah. So the, back and forth. Back and forth. All right. Yeah. Some practical application tennis. So the first thing that comes to my mind is we can always keep a journal and then daily note several things that you're grateful for. So basically a gratitude journal mm-hmm. or in my life, a thank yous journal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next one would be like uh, writing thank you notes. Um, there's evidence that shows that if you express or if you write gratitude about someone um, that it helps, it improves your well-being and helps your mental state. And that benefit is actually amplified if you go and read that or express that to the person. So you get a bump if you um, write a thank you note or express appreciation. You get an increased bump if you actually verbally say those things to that person. Mm. Yeah. Anecdotally, I could speak to that a little bit. I wrote a thank you note to a former boss once. And I remember just feeling, just for all the leadership they had shown in my life Mm -hmm. and the effect they had had in my life. And Mm -hmm. I remember writing a pretty long, in-depth thank you note for everything Mm -hmm. this person had taught me and feeling really positive about that. Mm -hmm. And I think in our class, right, the Santos class, didn't she say, if you do something like that, the effect is about a month long? Yeah, it was. It was 30 days, yeah. And I think that was a study by Seligman. Okay. Um, Martin Seligman, uh, yeah. way back, way back in the dizzle. Yeah. So if you want a month boost, 30 days boost, identify someone in your life and write them a thank you note, something mm-hmm. that you feel uh, thankful for. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what you got? So the next thing that you could do is to take time to imagine what life would be like if some positive event hadn't occurred. That's a super interesting practice, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like to try and plan out. This is amazing about the human brain, right? Like we can perceive what life might be like had you not done Mm -hmm. something or had something, some positive event not Mm -hmm. played out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually have this experience happen to me occasionally. I I think about different choices I made in early adulthood and they really changed the trajectory of my life in in a much better way. (laughs) Um, And I think, man, if I wouldn't have taken some of those turns... Where would I be? And yeah. it, it and it walks me into gratitude, yeah. where I'm like, I'm so I'm so I'm fortunate in life. I'm lucky. Yeah. So then the next thing I think would be um, to take a savoring walk with a mindful fo- focus for the things around you. This is another thing that I think probably you and I practice even um, unintentionally or or subconsciously at this point. Yeah. Is, is so easy. It's particularly easy here, I think, to just be walking around and looking around us like in the evenings, looking at the sunsets, in the morning, looking at the sunrises, all of the um, the trees and the ecosystems around us mm. is so powerful to 
to divert our attention from whatever's gone on that day or whatever we're worried about the next day, be present and be grateful for the environment that we live in. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's something that initially had to do with intention. Then it kind of comes around to where it's like, I have a hard time not seeing the sunset and feeling something toward it, Mm -hmm. no matter what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So ultimately, it becomes this process of becoming present focused with whatever you're doing, realizing the interconnectedness of it all, Mm -hmm. and then um, acknowledging the things that fell into place to allow for those experiences to occur, which will result in that gratitude. And the more you do it, the more you'll feel it. Blammo. Blammo. All right. Well, why don't you take us out by shouting us out? No doubt. You can always hit us up on the interweb, www.beyondflag.com. Flag spelled? F-L-G. That's right. And then you can also find us on Instagram, beyond underscore flag. And the Twitter feed, we're also there, beyond underscore flag. The other day, I dipped my toes into Dan's domain and got got an earful about it. But, sorry, Dan. <laughs> you took the tweet. I had sent you a comical tweet, a great tweet. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you turned it around on me. It was uh, it brought me so much joy. So if you ever if you get a shot, just swing by Twitter and see what it's like for Dan when he shows up to the trailhead. Oh, just a heads Saturday up. Morning. If you want to get back on our Twitter account, I changed the password. It's now hashtag cancel Cody. <laughs> Sweet. I'll change that back to cancel Dan. Uh, no doubt. And then you can always go to uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite pod platform is and give us a subscribe. Yeah. Cl- click the subscribe button. Subscribe. No doubt. In the meantime, take care. Love you.